Hello and welcome to Ask Distract, the show where we squeeze the knowledge out of members of the Distract team. I'm here with Sam and we're going to talk about what makes for engaging content. social agency kind of first and foremost we always aim to have like really engaging content going out are you sort of really strict with what goes out do you kind of just like see what's going on in the agency every every week or are you how do you go about planning that so like before we were really really lax in terms of the type of content going out and when it went out we had a rough idea of how many pieces of content we wanted to make a week but since we've moved to this new office, we decided to be like really professional and we were like, right, we're going to upload this many times a week, this type of content, here, there, exact timings. And yeah, we've, we've really regimented what we're doing, but I'd say we're actually less regimented in what the content is. So basically week to week, whereas before I would be like ahead on time. So I'd have videos ready that were going to be uploaded next week, let's say. Whereas as of now, I literally have a video to make that day and I make it that day just so it's really like relevant, really current. And it just means that if I don't have a lot of time to do something, it can make for like something really interesting. So if, we're, if we've got nothing going on in the office, I need to like make something happen to make a piece of content work. So it's just, it's, it makes for more fun, engaging content, I think. Yeah, and so do you think that's important, kind of having that element of talking about kind of what's current in marketing and what we're doing, but also showing the kind of culture that we have at Distract? A hundred percent. I think it is good to get content that is relevant, insightful, engaging in terms of an actual marketing and business perspective. Like it's really good to give people free advice, free information. Like at the end of the day, that's going to be something that a client's going to really appreciate if they hear. But I think for the, for the average person that we want to click on our content and engage with it, we just want to be entertaining. We just want them to know that Distract is a fun place to work. The Met team members are really gelled together. The culture is really good and we can just have fun with it. I think that's the best part about it, like that it's not too serious because we're making we're making the content for ourselves. It's not like if we were doing it for a client, we'd be a lot more strict about it because basically it's just me and Pete who have the final say on what goes out. So if, if we think it's fun, if we think it's engaging, a couple of people might not like it, but that's, that's fine. Yeah, but I think it's fair to say what we put out for ourselves often ends up being reflected in what clients actually want from us because the kind of more we film in different styles and we're doing bits around the office actually clients often come to us and be like I basically want to do what you guys are doing yeah I think that um, the the whole I think one of the main reasons that this is working so well not that it was the goal to start off with is that me and Pete and now the rest of the agency test stuff out with our content and then we push it out to our clients when we know if stuff works or doesn't work so we're now almost offering podcasts as like a main service because we know how well it's been working for us and we want our clients to start doing podcasts in their specific niches because if they get in early, then they're going to do really well. We're not, I don't know if we're quite at the level yet where we want people to be doing daily, weekly vlogs because we're still finding out how it works, what the content works best. So we don't want to jump the gun on it and be like, yes, let's start, start doing daily vlogs in your agency because it might not work yet no and obviously that's quite a kind of labor intensive process i know you're literally constantly editing so it's how practical that would be for other people and i know like you've got a bit of a reputation at the moment for literally filming everyone all the time do you find that people are 
quite accepting of that or has it taken a bit of sort of persuading people to get involved and not it really depends on the person. I think there are, there are some people that are really up for it. Like people like Tom, for example, they, he, he couldn't wait. I think he's been spending the last year being like, I just want to be on camera. <laughs> so as soon as he's been given the opportunity, I he's I think if we could hire him as Sam, he would um, jump at the chance. Funnily enough, there was actually a piece of content about, I think probably like nine months ago, like Pete was doing a talk on like a th- the three months into doing this vlog. And Tom was like saying in this video that he wanted to get someone to do it for him as well. Uh, so people like Tom, like great to have in the office because I point a camera at his face and turn and ask him something and straight away he's got an answer. <laughs> it's usually something quite fun, entertaining, and he's like just doing really well in front of the camera. And then there are some people that are a little bit more wary of the camera. I come around the corner with it and they're a bit like shying away from it, things like that. And then there are some people that just don't want to do it. And that's fair enough too. Like I understand that being in front of the camera is not for everyone at all. Yeah, I think it's been noticeable though, since especially since we moved to this office, that more people getting a little bit involved even if it's just a silly piece of content like so i don't know if you've noticed this but i i set a goal with pete that by the end of this year which we still got a month left of i was going to get every single person at the agency to be on camera at least once and i've already achieved it and so you must have succeeded in that now because the vlog that went out literally on sunday ben was in it and i was like that was a lot he was the (laughs) last person of the puzzle that i needed because i got i managed to get brad like weeks beforehand like I've, I've managed to get brad in more times than i was expecting but yeah ben has been a real a real chore but <laughs> i've managed to get i'm finally and he's one of the oldest members of the team as well so I, was, I just wanted him to say something because he's been at this agency for what three three and a half years probably more than I that think actually he was the very first hire so yeah i think i think people want to see something from him because i'm sure that they see him behind the screen on emails and all the great work he does and just to see his face even if it was talking about potatoes then (laughs) it doesn't even matter yeah definitely so do you think there is like do you notice a difference in the content that people actively engage with on the different platforms and then probably the ones where clients actually come into a meeting and mention it so clients to be specific at first they really like um pete's like hyped up talks they really like it when they see Pete up on a big stage doing a talk that's really like high energy. He's saying a lot of relevant marketing jargon. That's what they that's what they really like. And there's been quite a few clients that have signed specifically off the back of those videos. I think to the average viewer, entertainment, like I I got to a point where I was a little bit bored of making the content because there was a lot of points that we already made and there was a lot of things that were happening that were the same and I was thinking to myself if I'm getting a little bit bored editing this content I'm sure that there's going to be less people engaged in watching it so we really try to just bring up like an entertainment value getting lots of different faces onto the videos just so that we can mix it up really yeah I think it's quite funny because we're all quite immersed in it so we feel like probably slightly saturated by the content but then it'll just somebody will suddenly shock me like I went into a meeting the other day and the first thing he did was like shake my hand and he was like, right, I'm going to be the best client for you. And then he literally quoted lines back from the video we did about um, what makes the best client. So it's like, it's obvious that people are kind of finding value and engaging with it. It's one of my favorite things, finding out the random people that actually watch every video. Because I mean, you can see all the stats and the numbers and we don't, we try not to look at them too much just because they don't actually mean anything until someone's signed their signature on a line. But for even in our office, I know that people like Mike watch every single video, every single podcast, and they're really engaged with it. And then there's just so many random people that you just turn around and think, 
I would not expect you to be turning around and like saying that you've been watching every single episode of the vlog since episode 20. You've watched every, like you've listened to every like Ask Distract podcast or episode three or whatever. Like it's yeah, like, really fun- Funnily enough, the client who mentioned it to me, he actively leaves Facebook to us because he's not on Facebook himself. He doesn't enjoy it. But he's obviously still in some way, whether it be through LinkedIn or something, he's still finding these vlogs and coming across them. And What's it like working within an agency that's predominantly really client focused, but actually not working on client projects at all? I mean, I find it really strange. Like, I do, I do help out here and there. If the agency is absolutely stacked, I'll go out and film something. I'll help out with editing something. If we've got like a changeover of staff in the video department, I'll help out where I can, things like that. But to be honest, I've, the way it was really hard for the first couple of months because that was exactly what my problem was. I didn't really know how to angle it. But as soon as I said that Pete and Distract are pretty much my two clients, so I, I see Pete and Distract as the people that I need to contact to make sure the content's okay, the people that I need to get all the okays from, the, like the people I need to just liaise with to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So in that, in that sense, I almost do have clients but my clients are just internal so it's, it's basically like I am just working in-house on our marketing kind of thing but I think it's got a lot easier now that we've moved offices to be able to say that I'm almost part of Distract because obviously when we when I first started it was me and Pete downstairs yeah, in an office like completely separated so I was almost like Pete's personal cameraman who occasionally came upstairs to make a coffee or do whatever <laughs> whatever whatever uh, and it was only after like going on like nights out with a team and stuff like that that it was actually distract was like a core part of like my work. And then now that we moved offices, it's just it, uh, for me personally, it's so much better because I just get to talk to everyone. I get to make more engaging, fun content and everything like that. And I know that people in the agency have actually started watching content again because I know that when I first started, like quite a few people were watching some of the videos to see what they were like. And then it almost drifted off because like people weren't too interested because they see Pete every day, they speak to Pete every day. So to then go home and watch Pete's videos, I mean, it's it's a, it's a chore, it's an ask. It's a lifestyle work um, and it distracts. <laughs> but now I think people, like even you were saying to me earlier, how you just got into like a rabbit hole on LinkedIn on the weekend of just watching through loads of distracts and like yeah. And before you know content. it, you've watched three videos and you're not sure what happened to yeah, the last because, hour. Because <laughs> the content is just that much more different now. I feel like there was there was a lull where we were almost making the same type of video just in in like a different way, same the same kind of message, the same kind of like just Pete doing a talk or Pete in the office, whatever. Yeah, I think Whereas we quite quickly found out the limitations of how many different talks you can make for a week, a month. Exactly. Whereas now that there is fifteen people to choose from, I know that I could talk to any single well, maybe apart from Ben, I could talk to any single person in here. He's warming to it. And get and get a piece of content from him. And it's it makes my job so much easier and it's like it's so much more fun that I can just go up to fe- to you, for example, and ask you a random question about a random thing and that could be a piece of content that I put into the vlog. Yeah, and it kind of it's it's I think it's made the whole thing feel a lot more kind of organic and like less forced. Well, I think the great thing about it is that I don't I don't announce into the office that, okay, guys, in about half an hour, I'm going to set up the camera and I'm going to come around and ask you loads of, like, random questions about random things. I literally just, on the slide, just start setting things up and I'll I'll come over and people will just <laughs> be like, like... The amount of times that people have just got that stunned face of, oh, you've got, you've got a camera, I'm about to have to do something. But I think that's where you get the most real content. Do you find, though, that as soon as you get, like, the the equipment out, like the demeanor of changes in the office. Like there might be something where you're like, oh, I'd really like to film this. And then as soon as you 
So ever so slightly, but the way that I've worked around this is that I go to the more extroverted people first. Because if people hear Tom or Pete on the, like talking into the camera first, in the back of their mind, they almost know that the camera's probably going to come to them at some point. So they almost just get ready for it. Yeah. And they get a bit more composed. Like if I, if I went straight up to someone, for example, and just pointed the camera in the face and went, right, talk to me about this, it might, like, it might take them like 10, 15 seconds to actually get into it. Whereas if they, if they can almost hear me coming, then th- I yeah. think it just relaxes people, to be honest. No, there are definitely a few people who are kind of easier targets. Oh, 100%. But it's, it's one of those things that I've just got to manage. I know that, especially on certain days, if I can see someone's really busy, I will, just, I will not bother putting the camera in their face. Because I, I know <laughs> that it's not what they need on a Monday morning at 9am when they've got 300 emails to look through. I just, <laughs> I let that one go. Yeah, definitely. Um, so have you found that, generally sort of because you're now integrated with this kind of five days a week and it's constant that there's been kind of like no short supply of content to sort of keep dripping out i I don't know if you know this but me and pete basically spent the last two or three months in the old office saying to ourselves it'll all get better when we move (laughs) into the new office it'll all get better the content will get so much better when we move offices and we just could not have been more right because me and him being in an office downstairs as you said a second ago, there's only so many times you can redo the same thing, having a phone call with a potential client, having a phone call with a current client, doing a talk in a place that the talk's changed by like that little tiny amount each time yeah. you've done it. It can't have sort of been detrimental how much nicer the office looks as well. Oh, yeah. It's like... 100%. Yeah, it's visually pleasing. Like I know that if I'm filming like a how-to video, I know that I can just... If I close my eyes and just put a tripod <laughs> somewhere, I can probably get a shot of something, which is it's an absolute godsend when you're trying to get content out really quickly yeah no it's definitely kind of nicer than just yeah white white (laughs) walls yeah (laughs) white walls people stacked too high on desks yeah definitely no i think it's just changed kind of the atmosphere around the office too i think people are kind of more sociable and probably more open to having you kind of pop in with a camera I've, I've noticed the developments like so quickly, like even over the last few weeks, I know there's certain people that the first time I shoved a camera in their face, they were, they, they didn't like it. And I, I, I could, I could see it. They didn't. So I was trying, trying my hardest to help them along the process. But now they, they know that this is what yeah. I do. So it was funny. You did a bit of content the other day and I think I was on camera and you could almost visibly see people like, Oh, what are they talking about? Like, yeah. can, I, can I get, can I be involved? Well, and there's and been, I don't know if it, like anyone watching the content notice as well, but there's been other times where I've then moved on and started talking to someone else and there'll still be a conversation <laughs> in the background going on about what we've just been talking about and it will carry on. And although, yeah, that takes away <laughs> from like a couple of minutes of work that someone's doing, building that team environment, I think is just really helped by just throwing questions out there. 